the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, it's Dave Ellswick show here on a Monday. Good to have you along for the ride. We've, I think we've today we've been hitting some really main topics today. So how about we talk a little bit about uh, parents that allow their kids to pick their sex? You want to talk about that? You know what would ha- what would help some about in this is instead of all of the. Uh, uh, People who are, um, what do you call the people that are on the internet? Influencers. Influencers, yeah. I was going to say trollers. Yeah, that if, <laughs> well, if all, a whole lot of, if all of the influencers, if we could get some real good influencers out there that would speak against a lot of this stuff instead of for most of this stuff, uh, we might see some changes. But until that happens, we will not. And I just I hate to tell this to you parents. If you're letting your kid be on uh, the Internet and uh, just absorbing all the stuff that they're seeing on the Internet and you're not taking part in it, uh, don't be surprised when they are not anything like what you think they should be because, well, I didn't raise them that way. I can hear the words already. Yeah, you did. You did, you did raise them that way because you allowed them, you know, Right. Just access to uh, to the internet without you being there to decide what was uh, to be looked at and what wasn't. So anyway, Neo, who is a a rapper, he had something to say in an interview, and they were talking about transsexuals. And here's what transcribed in the interview: Parents have almost almost forgotten what the role of a parent is. Amen. It's like okay, Lost control. if your little boy comes to you and says, "Daddy, I want to be a girl." And you just let him rock with that? You just let... Right. He's five. Right. And where did he get that if from? If you let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's going to do that. Exactly. Like, when, when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, let a six-year-old, let a 12-year-old make a life-changing decision for themselves? Right. When did that happen? Right. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I, I don't get that. Don't and get to that. medicate these young kids that are five, six, growing up and knowing that it affects their brain. It affects their organs. It makes them sick. But they're not allowed to do drugs. They're not allowed to do alcohol. Right. We can medicate he them. He can't up. drive a car yet, but he can decide his sex. Right. Oh, right. What sex orientation? And he can cut up his pee pee. And and that to me that makes no sense whatsoever. And it's, I, so I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that they 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 either passed or are trying to pass a law in L.A. that states if your child comes to you and asks to do some of these things and you say no, they could take your kid for Yeah, you. that's true. Just passed in California. That does that makes no sense. They want us to have no control over our children. But I don't. I don't get it. In schools, I don't get it. Hospitals, libraries. Yeah. They just want to manipulate. You got to understand when they're so young and they're already that's impressionable. That's right. Mm -hmm. And from them, they're going to believe what you say. I mean, we say Santa Claus is real. You know, the Easter Bunny. Right. Exactly. They know what they're doing. Remember who you're dealing with. Like, I I don't, I I can't take credit for it, but I heard somebody say one time, he's like, all right, if your son comes to you and says, daddy, I want to be a girl. Ask your son, son, what is a girl? 
Mm, that's a good one. What is he going to do? He's going to say, uh, well, he might, he might want to play with dolls. All right, you want to play with dolls. Fine, play with dolls. Right. But you're a boy right. playing with dolls. That's right. I want to wear pink. All right, cool, wear pink. But you're a boy that's right. wearing pink. No <laughs> issue with, with the LBG. I have no problem with, none of, with nobody. Okay? Right. Love who you love, do what you do. Exactly. I just personally come from an era where a man was a man and a woman was a woman. And it wasn't but two genders. And that's just how I rock. Me now, too. It, 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 you, could, you could identify as a goldfish if you feel like Right. <laughs> I, I agree. Care. That ain't my business. It's just, it becomes my business when you try to make me play the game with you. I'm not going right. to call you a goldfish, but exactly. you, if you want to be a goldfish, you go be a goldfish. It's all Amen. Good. I mean, well yeah, it's, it's just, we live in a weird time, man. We, we do. Trigger warnings. What the right. hell is a trigger warning? <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, it's just, when, I it just is don't weird know when times. the world became so sensitive, like, like comedians can't tell jokes no more. No. Like, everybody's offended. It's a joke. It's right. a comedian. <laughs> right. It's a joke. You're not supposed to take it serious. It's a joke. Right. His literal job is to joke. About want, everyone. About everyone right. and everything. <laughs> and people want to get offended and like, don't say that. That's that's true. No, oh, yeah, back with you. I'm good that I stopped when I did. All right. <laughs> we were we were just talking about the death penalty. That's another one that you get me going. It doesn't stop the criminal. Yes, it does by one. Right. The recidivism rate is zero. After by that. one. Yeah. By one. Yeah, they, they, never, they never go back to crime. I don't know if anybody else has me. Have you seen that, R.D., about A&E? They're talking about the people locked up on death row, and it, it shows it's a preview. Yeah, I saw an advertisement, but I didn't watch it. I haven't watched it yet either because I know how I'm going to react to it. And I'm just listening to this lady talking about how they treat her like an animal. They got me locked up here in, in prison on death row, and they treat me like an animal. And I thought to myself, well, you act. If you can't act well with other people and you, you, know, you kill people. people, then maybe you shouldn't be with other people. Of course, my viewpoint is as if, and I'll restate what I was just stating during the break is, the if a rabbit dog attacks a kid, I'm going to shoot the dog, mm-hmm. all right? If that doesn't kill the dog the first time, I will shoot the dog again until the dog is dead. And that's, well, that's what reasonable, good, honorable people do. That's what, that's what you I do. Thank you. I appreciate that you think that but, I'm reasonable yeah, that, and an that, honorable that's, person. That's, that, 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 is, that is exactly <laughs> the proper response. To a dog that attacks I people. I would think so. And, and the reality is is that when a person murders other people, that's also a pretty reasonable on, on, and honorable what response. What I don't – Artie, you, you tell me if, if I'm right or I'm wrong here. Somebody goes out and, and we know for a fact they willfully went in and just killed somebody Murder. in cold blood. I right. right? just killed them. I was, I was watching – I like watching 48 hours a lot. And uh, they were, they were, I forget what city they were in, but uh, some guy shot three people in a matter of 60 seconds and killed all of them. Uh-huh. And he, he shot one person in the head. You watch the video, walks right up to him, boom, in the side of the head, shoots a lady in the, uh, the chest who is pregnant and kills her, shoots another guy, and he is struggling for his life. The guy comes back comes back, sees the guy still alive, and shoots him in the back of the head mm. and kills him. All right. Now, I ask you, why would it have been wrong if you were there and you had a gun to shoot that person and kill him? 
I don't think so. I think self-defense would have been fine. I believe that uh, when society uses uh, capital punishment, it's a form of self-defense. It is a defensive move. The only problem is it has to be swift. Well, I, Judge Parker, I'm not disagreeing they're, 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 with they're, any of that. But they're, right? they're weighing the odds. So people, people, if they're going to do something, they weigh the consequences. Just like we were talking about in Chicago, they weigh the consequences. Well, I'll go in the court system for four or five years, and after I've appealed it for four or five years, then, you know, what's the odds of me getting uh, life or execution? And then what's the odds of them actually carrying it out? If you look at it right now, why do you have a 2% average, chance? Average person on death row, 32 years. Oh, yeah, wow. so. 30, so, 32 wow. Years. Judge Parker understood this. He said that that if punishment is not swift, it will not be a deterrent. These people need the deterrent. And if in your case, I'd say execute that person in forty eight hours. All these people saw him saw him do it. There's that many witnesses. There needs to be an at least an avenue for swift punishment and, and, so people know that there's a chance that they will get the consequences now and, and the courts need to be available and open to hear cases very quickly one of the problems with that if you don't have swift justice is that witness testimony becomes fuzzier and fuzzier and fuzzier the longer you get away from the case and the more time and the re- the reality is that we should be having trials very quickly Unless there's a good reason to delay it, maybe the, maybe one of the witnesses got on a ship somewhere and it's going to take him a month to get back. But maybe you delay it or two months or six months or whatever it is. Years ago, when uh, somebody might have gone on a on on board ship and he might not be back for a couple of years, so yeah, that might be a reason to delay the case because you've got a key witness. But you know, generally speaking, that's not the case. If you've got the evidence you need right now, and and Everybody's ready to have the trial. Have the trial. Well, when I was in Indiana, we had a terrible murder in in Gary. Paula Cooper, 16-year-old little girl, killed Ruth Pelkey, a a Bible teacher, would open up her house to teach the Bible to teenagers in the area. And uh, Paula Cooper and her friend, thought that uh, Ruth Pelkey had a bunch of money. So they killed her. Uh, Paula Cooper got on top of Ruth Pelkey with a 12-inch butcher knife and stabbed her 37 times. She stabbed her viciously enough that she shredded the carpeting under her body. All right? I mean, I know this for a fact. I was at the murder scene with Danny Thomas the coroner within 20 minutes after the murder was committed. And wow. uh, went in and, and saw it, and uh, they uh, they they took her into custody. They had the uh, they had the uh, uh, trial, and they uh, they gave her the death penalty. First teenager in Indiana history ever to be put on death row. Mm. And uh, I remember over in Italy, people marching in the streets with the picture of Paula Cooper on their T-shirts. Uh, saying that she should not be put to death. And I always said, why don't they have T-shirts that have the picture of Ruth Pelkey on on their T-shirts? And I used to say, people would call me up and argue with me on the radio about the death penalty. 
And I said, let me just ask this question. If you had been Ruth Pelkey and Paula Cooper had been on top of you and she had you, you know, basically with the, the weight of her body, had you pinned to the floor and you couldn't defend yourself and she had that 12-inch butcher knife, you know, up in the air, ready to bring it down and strike the life out of you. But in your right hand, you had a button, a button that you could push that would have killed her instantly. Would you have pushed the button? And they said, well, I'm not, you know, and they'll, they'll always try to talk around it. They'll always try. And I said, no, 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 no. The question is a simple one. Would you have pushed the button and killed Paula Cooper? And 90% of the time, after you've haggled with them over pushing the button, they finally admit that they would have pushed the button. Then my question always was, what's the difference if you pushed the button before she struck you or after she struck you the and first let's time? Let's up the ante a little bit. What if it's she's on top of your kid? No, they don't have to, you don't have to have, have that. Right. I'm just saying, let's, let's make it personal. Mm-hmm. It, she's on top of you. She's going to take your life, okay? Mm-hmm. Would you push the button? I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yes, if I couldn't get to my gun, <laughs> I'd push the button. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Right, and so why do they make the distinction that we shouldn't do it after the fact? That's correct. Well, she's actually proven that she That's wasn't exactly just joking. That's exactly right. You do right. it to deter, deter the next person to say, you know, if I do this, then there will be co- swift consequences. Now, and you also protect, and, and you we, also protect we, the next person that this person thinks has the, a lot of money. We do it because it's the right thing to do. Right? Here's the it other thing justice. you're hearing that ad, that ad I was telling you about on A&E from these people on death row. They'll say, well, where's the rehabilitation in that? You're on death row. We're not wanting to rehabilitate you. No, the thing is, though, it is not society's job to rehabilitate thugs. It, it is. Oh no, 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 no! Now, now you said something that's not right. All right, we put I people I, in jail to rehabilitate them. That's the that's the big words now. Yeah, and that's and that's that's nonsense. The reality is, is that government's job is to hold people accountable because they hurt someone else, not because we're going to try to fix them. Paul, what have I always told you about this show? It's not what you think. It's about <laughs> it's how we, it is. What we feel. All right. It is what it is. I mean, whether we want to admit it or not, the majority of people in this country say you go to jail, people should have the chance to rehabilitate their life. How many? And I always say, well, if you go to jail and you can't behave yourself, then there's something wrong with that person. Hey, the rehabilitation system in Arkansas is a way to fund your relatives a business. Mm. And it's because that the the rehabilitation system is a lot of money going in people's pockets. It's another socialism thing. How many people have been killed by people on parole? I mean, if people are dangerous, they need to be behind. Quiet now. If they're dangerous, they need to be behind bars. They don't need to be on parole. Forget the parole system. If you do the crime, you do the time. Well, I think that's one of those things. And then, if you do it the second time, we're going to put you away for good. But if we we know they're too dangerous to be free, they're just too wicked and too dangerous, you know, 
I don't think I want him in prison. I think I want him in the graveyard. Just, just look. Why? Why take up? Well, I don't want him to be in prison because there's always the chance some cockeyed governor will say, "Well, they've been good for sixty years. We can let them out because they're not going to kill anybody now. They're eighty-two years old, and what happens? They They go out and kill somebody because they can't be trusted." That's simple. We're making our way back to Al Capone somehow. Yeah, we're getting. <laughs> we're there. coming full circle. We're getting there. We're getting. We're getting back to what we talked about right at the very beginning of the show about mobs and about gatherings. Well, I think the criminals elected that mayor. Well, <laughs> well they got a worse mayor now than they did with Lightfoot, with Beetlejuice, as I like to call her. Okay, and, and they had to dig for that one. Huh? Well, what can I tell you? Anyway, all right, we've got some uh, pretty wicked weather coming in from the northwest, so uh, know that it's going to be here probably within the next twenty to forty minutes, and it's going to bring back down some torrential downpours and things of that nature. If you get stuck in it, slow down. Because, uh, you know, the whole thing of hydroplaning is real. It will occur. It may will happen to you. Tires. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially if you have bald tires. Yeah. It's a, it, it makes it worse. If you've you got start, good deep tread on your tires and your vehicle's heavy, it helps. But if you've got bald tires on your car, you better be careful. You'll slide it all over the place. That's something that will happen. All right. So we played Neo a few moments ago, and he was talking about he didn't understand what had happened to parenting and he was he was making some sense. He said a lot of different things that made good sense. And the problem is that he evidently got some blowback on it. I haven't looked at it. This goes back to what R.D. had said earlier today, that you do what is right because it's right, not because what's going to come your way after you do it. Because sometimes you can do what's right, and what comes to you is evil. I mean, it really does. I look at that guy on that subway in, in New York that put that chokehold on that guy because he was threatening everybody, and uh, bad things have happened to him because they're you know they're they're out to get him now second degree murder, mm-hmm. or uh, Rittenhouse who was you know trying to protect himself. Uh, he, the guy whacked him a good one with a skateboard, which could try to beat him to death. Rittenhouse shot him, and they found it in in self defense and. You had thought that the left was going to have a conniption fit. Well, Neo evidently got blowback because here's what he said today after what he said yesterday. Go ahead. Uh, Yo, yo, yo. Read read it (laughs) for us, would you, Aaron? Um, (laughs) Also, if you have been listening to us, I know a lot of people have called in asking about streaming. should be up now. So just want to put that out there. So in that quote, this is what Neo said. After much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LGBTQI plus community, so I understand how my comments could have been interpreted as insensitive and offensive. Gender identity is nuanced, and I can honestly admit that I plan to better educate myself on the topic so I can approach the future conversations with more empathy. At the end of the day, I led with love and support, or I lead with love and support everyone's freedom of expression, pursuit of happiness. Now, the only part of that that was true was the very end, because he said, you want to, you know, you want to be a goldfish, you want to 
You act like a goldfish, you be a goldfish. That's up to you. All right. So his label right that, there. That went, that went, oh yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. turn that on. Yeah. The bottom line was I don't even know if Neo said that. I'm, I'm yeah, with you. It sounds like mm-hmm. his label wrote that. It doesn't sound like the way he talks. That's damage <laughs> yeah. control. There was not a yo-yo-yo in there. Yeah, so. And yeah. he says yo-yo-yo a lot. <laughs> they forgot the apology to the goldfish community. <laughs> no, well, any... he, didn't, he said that at the end. I mean, he said, uh, you know, I'm all about freedom of expression. He said mm-hmm. that in when he said well, about he said goldfish. He, he was saying that in the original statement. If you want right. to be a goldfish, be a goldfish, but leave me and my family out of yeah, it. Yeah, don't ask me to, to agree with you, yeah, yeah. you know. And, that, and I think that's what a lot of people even today say about that. Look, you, you want to be a – look, if you want to be a, a gorilla, okay, if you're my buddy and you come to me and you say you're a gorilla, number one, I will say it would be wrong of me to go out and buy you a stalk of bananas. <laughs> it would be right of me to say I got somebody that I know that I'd like you to talk to. We need, to, we need help. You, you know, you know here, we buddy. need some help here to talk to you and get, get things into, into crystal clarity for you in your head. But uh, – you know, after if they fruit. decide that they're going to be that way and they're running around acting like cheetah or something, that's up to them. Doesn't mean I got to hang around them or anything, but uh, or that I accept what they're saying or that I say uh, that will give them special rights to act like a cheetah. I'm not going to do that either. You know, by the way, cheetah, not the cat. The Cheetah, the like the the, uh, the the monkey on Tarzan. People have free will to do what they want to do, as long as they don't take anybody else's rights away from them. But you do not have the right to indoctrinate our children, or to That's say that, correct. or you don't have the right to say that we have to accept it as, as uh, ourselves. We don't have to approve of it because there is a truth, there is a right and wrong, and it approves of some things and it doesn't approve of others. So we we God created all people equal. And uh, God loves everybody equally. We should love everybody equally. But if you see somebody that's doing something wrong, if you care about them, you will tell them that they're doing something wrong. And hopefully that they will get a little sense, you know. Uh, Dressing up like animals and using litter boxes is not a uh, normal lifestyle, and that's not acceptable by any means. So if you see somebody doing that kind of behavior, you know, they need help. You ought to reach out to them. I got to get me a new shirt. I need a new shirt. They got a shirt from Clowns World that says, You are the carbon they want to reduce. Mm-hmm. I like that one. I like wow. that a lot. Soiling green. I think this this guy from the, the audio that we heard before. Neo. Come on, Neo. Say it. Neo. Say it. The guy's. Now, before you say it, you go, Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> sounds a little bit like um uh rocky um <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> but um and so anyway he was he was he was still acknowledging that pe- he thinks people should be allowed to do as they please but just don't include him and the reality is is that that okay sure if people want to um decide they want to pretend or they want to call themselves um, a gender that they're not, then I don't know that it's really any of my business to stop them. But there's absolutely no reason on earth why the, we sh- the rest of us should be forced to um, or compelled to. Um, if that was the new thing that everybody should be a gorilla, 
And they said that your child had to show up at school with a gorilla mask. Would you say, I don't think so, or would you just go along with it? I mean, I'm just saying. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Well, and it's, it's your one. kids show up at school and they make them run around with a rainbow flag. And you don't say, you don't say anything to that. What's wrong with you? The, I think it's just more and more reasons for parents to get their kids out of school. Look, you, you just can't trust the government to raise your kids. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more. I can. I'm looking over, and I'm I'm watching the face of Anna, and she's sitting there going, "I got to I got to chime in on this." All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. We got R.D. here. We got Paul here. We got Anna here. You got Dave here, and uh, we played that Neo segment a minute ago. You know, we've been thinking straight like that for a long long time i mean it goes all the way back to and you know the, the andy griffith show they, they had it going right way too who's kids to say that the boy kids need, kids need be happier your way or mine why not let him decide now i'm afraid it don't work that way you can't let a young one decide for himself he'll grab it the first flashy thing with shiny ribbons on it then when he finds out there's a hook in it it's too late Wrong ideas come packaged with so much glitter, it's hard to convince them that other things might be better in the long run. And all a parent can do is say, wait, trust me, and try to keep temptation away. There you go. I mean, that's the, that, that was in 30 seconds what Neo took three minutes to say, basically. And then he had to apologize for, for it. Yeah, from his, Andy from his dream. And <laughs> Andy Griffith, they, they got it down. They had it down to... To a science, as far as that goes, well, but we—they hadn't had as many generations of, of force-fed foolishness, and I think it's just things have progressed since then to the point where we've just got people that are that are offended by that, and it sticks as opposed to the rest of society saying you may be offended, but you're nuts. All right, well let's let's talk about that. See, it sticks. All right, I want to talk about AI again? I've got. Uh, this is a, a person who is a, uh, a scientist talking about AI. And I want you to listen closely to what she's talking about when she talks about, you know, people watch things like uh, reality TV and they know it's not reality, but they kind of they fool themselves into kind of thinking it's reality. Well, you'll, you'll catch on. Listen to what the lady says about AI. An AI influencer. It's taking everything that it knows about human psychology and projecting perfection from a marketing standpoint, from a psychological standpoint, from an emotional standpoint. And so what gets tricky about this is when we're not careful, we start to fall into a trap that has us believing that what's being presented to us is real, is made for us. And that as an adult causes challenges. And then we also have to think about our youth. My name is Alexa Eden, and I am a humane technologist at Eden, which is a company that focuses on the intersection of human evolution and artificial intelligence and the future of technology. With millions of data points, 
they know exactly what we're looking at, what we want to click on. We want to see beautiful places. We want to see a beautiful woman. We want to see all these things. So between both of those, it makes sense that, that there is an entire trend of people tuning into a fake life. Um, and it almost takes it to another degree. We think reality TV show is real. We also know that it's not real, but we still watch it. So it does play on this idea that we want to be entertained by something that's just fake enough, but also real enough. And somewhere in between, it gives us a feeling like that we're connecting to something. If I'm a young girl and I'm growing up and I'm seeing specific influencers, AI influencers look a certain way, that may have longer term effects on how I perceive myself. Now for, for young men, it may look different. A young boy who's seeing perfection like a blonde, beautiful, artificial, like influencer is not going to be able to function properly in the world, like meeting real people. They're going to think that like life is supposed to look that way. And if it doesn't look that way, if a woman doesn't look that way, they're not beautiful. Mental health crises, suicide, like we already know that this is detrimental. And so if we're not careful, we're going to continue to disrupt and disturb the next generation of our humans, where they're so warped in thinking that there is a there is perfection, that there's something that they should strive to be, that 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 they're not good enough. And when you raise an entire generation believing that they're not good enough, we're not supporting them to be leaders, to be business owners, to be successful family. Like we're not giving them the tools to be healthy, balanced, well beings. So I think we already know that it's going to disturb many mental and emotional health crises. We spent billions of dollars trying to reverse the detrimental impacts of airbrushing and photoshopping and plastic surgery. And now we're going to introduce something like this into the world when is it really supporting our future? Like, fine. It's definitely going to develop business. It's definitely going to have more viewer attention. It's definitely going to develop ad space, but is it helping us in the long term? Something to think about this morning. Ooh, Dave Ells, we getting heavy, <laughs> getting heavy. That's pretty good. You like that, Anna? Yeah. I think in part, it's a little bit on the boogeyman side of the way people look at AI. AI has been around for a long time. It's not anything particularly new. It's developing incredibly quickly. But I don't think necessarily any of those problems are new problems that AI is creating. Like she said, Photoshop, beautiful influencers online. These things have been problems for an extended period of time of you know going on social media and seeing these people who seem to have perfect lives you don't need to have ai for that there are people whose whole job is to have an instagram account showing off how perfect their life is you don't need an ai created body yeah there are people with bodies who are are close enough to perfection well and and and, and they're not only just naturally that way they're enhanced. Mm-hmm. They're actually surgically enhanced, or uh, and some of us may think that's not They've actually been enhanced. Yeah, but yeah. my, my parents' goal in life was to make sure I didn't think life was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it seems like, but uh, so you look at AI where it is now, and I think in part she is right. It is going to create more problems, make some things maybe more enhanced issues, especially you know kids and whatnot and technology. It's always. 
you know, making sure they're not too um, in kids too are, in too deep kids, to kids it. are not often capable of of determining what is what is realistic and what is not, and that's one of the dangers of allowing kids. To that's have where parents so much come in. Yeah, that's where parents that's come right. in, and and I don't think it's if they had parents. It's fair to say that is this really going to help us in the long run? I think looking at these technological advances, they're clear um, cut trends that are going to um, enhance, like she said, businesses and the way we do things. And yes, maybe some people won't have the jobs they used to have, but you know, we don't have milkmen who deliver milk to your door anymore. You go 15 minutes down the street to a grocery store. So yes, it's scary in some ways. It's always intimidating when new technology comes around, but I don't think you need to just brush over it or look at it like it is the scary bad thing there's also a lot of good things that can come with ai well and i don't just i don't disagree with you but having the ability of saying that i've lived a few more years than you have i'm just telling you right now some of the things that you're saying are very dangerous i'm just telling you 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 don't see them coming i've rd and i have seen them have seen them before and I'm I'm seeing them coming, and it worries me. It really what worries me. me the people that interact online all the time and work from home, and they're not out in, in society, so they're not going to meetings, they're not going to uh, uh, church, they're not going into businesses and interacting with real people. So they don't know how to deal with conflict because in the world they're and uh, and they don't know how to look people in the eyes. So. All the social communication skills are being lost, and AI could be very much a part of continuing that trend and making it worse if you're right. dealing with a computer mm-hmm. half the time instead mm-hmm. of dealing with a real person. And right. uh, you you need that skill to be able to deal with people in an appropriate way and be able to do problem solving as a group. Well, and I think that's, that is a serious problem. Even before AI was such a big thing, I, I had some tenants one time that – the way they acted it made me think that you know these people may have literally gotten their social skills from watching pro wrestling (laughs) it's like that's that's of course that's a fairy tale um that they that they show on tv but when you don't have um good people in your life to actually teach you good social skill social skills and you get it from media you know, it, it's not reality. When even you if it can't was. differentiate mm-hmm. between reality and non-reality, that, that was the point that she was making. Mm-hmm. When you get to the point where you can't differentiate, you got problems. There's going to be problems. And I think that's, to me, the most scary part of it, the part that might pose the most problems is people not using it to enhance, using it to replace. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you get people who, you know, you had online chat rooms. Well, now you can just talk to an AI, and it's not a real person. Or businesses, if if you have tried to call a business Home Depot, Lowe's, and get a person on the line, I went to Hardee's the other day, and it had a sign where you ordered that said AI assistant um, in training. And... I love that. See, that's... As though it's a person. Yeah, that's where I get nervous when you're starting to replace not jobs, but actual people with AI that it's like, we need to not go down the road of acting like 
this is a real person and this can do things for you that person can't. Now you made me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just wanted to put the disclaimer. There's scary music in the background of the video that makes it feel a little daunting. I'm just saying not all AI is like that, but you can't let it take the place of what a real person is. I I agree with you on that 100%. And and it can also make you have, uh, we kind of talked about some of the unrealistic expectations, but some of it is, you know, when a real human being talks, we don't talk perfectly. We we make mistakes in our speech. We we um, we stammer like I'm doing right now. And and um, when AI does it, they probably won't. I just don't want to work. A, a no, world I, of- I disagree. I think that it will be so good that it will make all the same mistakes that a normal person will. So that you, makes you feel like you're talking you to might a be, normal You person. might be right. No, you and there are. Right. We'll tell yeah. you you're yeah. stupid and shut up and start <laughs> cussing at now, you. And <laughs> now, it, it's also a little interesting to note that what I, AI can do on what it is doing is a little different because you'll get a chat bot and it, you'll type something or something and it'll say, well, I, per my my programming can't talk about this subject mm-hmm. because I, as an AI, can only help people. The programmer and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, but whenever the programmer or the government asks you something like this, you don't say, whoa, 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 I, as an AI, can't do it. There are AIs out there that are not programmed not to do those That's things. That's right. Absolutely not. Okay, let's get a break in, then we'll finish it up. See, I want you to be involved in this one. Marty, I, I know how you feel. Hey, from a biblical view, it scares me. I mean, it really does. It takes God out of everything, and it's very scary. It very, very, very much is. All right, so sitting here talking about AI, in the next hour, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things changing. Paul, you sent me an article, and uh, what, was the, what was the basis so of the, it? So essentially, there's there's been some knowledge about the fact that Men and women vote differently. Men tend to vote more Republican, whereas women tend to vote more Democrat. But somebody did a little research and recognized that it's not just a gender distinction. It's actually there's a marriage component to that as well. And so when you break it down, you recognize that there's a major, major, overwhelmingly – Difference. Di- overwhelmingly big <laughs> distinction between married women and unmarried women and how they vote. Oh, yeah. There, there's some distinction between married men and unmarried men, but the married women and unmarried women vote drastically different. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. So that next hour, you don't want to miss that discussion. I'll have to listen to that on the way to work. It's going to be yeah, interesting. It's, 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 it's telling. You'll be yelling at your radio, <laughs> <laughs> wishing that he was here so, yeah, he could, yeah. you know, so he could make some statements about it. All right, so we're down to a few moments. So as far as you're concerned, Paul, Mm-hmm. AI, you in on it, or do you wish they'd slow down on it? I don't know. It's kind of, it's one of those things that's kind of scary, but also kind of exciting at the same time. And and I I think it's one of those things that can get us in trouble, and maybe dumb us down even further than we're dumbed down already. And that can that can cause problems because right right now we've got a, a serious problem with the general population that just isn't very well informed about just anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so. You know, when World War II happened, we had lots and lots of men who were just almost Renaissance men. Like, just tons and tons of them that you could you could give them a problem and they can find a solution to it. A bunch of walking around. Well, how Mac- many tanks, a lot of MacGyver. How many tanks yeah, and planes did the women build? The, the way we won World War II is the people at home outproduced 
Everybody Rose, Rose we were inviting, Riveter, yeah, huh? well, they outproduced them. We outwelded them. We outbuilt them. And so you take you right up for the history of Jacksonville. Yeah, you, that's you, exactly you right. You motivate people to work hard, and and you get some people with good leadership skills, and and the reality is we can be very productive if if we're motivated to do so. Well, leaders is something that the world's lacking from, as we saw evident in Chicago and when we heard the mayor there. But leadership, leadership is, is, is something incredibly that we're valuable, and we we hear people screaming about, "Well, that CEO doesn't isn't worth thirty million dollars a year." Okay, if they were running a forty billion dollar company. $30 million a year may just be absolute pocket change for what they can do for that company. Okay, but let's, let me go back. I want to keep us on track here. Mm. R.D., how do you feel about AI? Well, you can't worry about things that you can't change as far as things that are coming down the pipe the way it goes. You just have to feel – you have to uh, – be on top of it and and uh, stay grounded in the truth and see how you're going to deal with it and see how it affects your life and how it, how it comes through. So uh, you just have to take things one day at a time and see how it is. Uh, there's no sense worrying about things you can't control, but we, there might need to be legislation on it. There, there might need to be uh, age restrictions for certain things and, uh, and we'll just have to take it as it comes. I'm not, I'm not scared of anything. I don't believe in being scared, but I mean with also not being afraid to deal with something and when the problem arises, and that's what you have to do. All right. And, huh? <laughs> I think it's uh, it, it, it can be intimidating. It's also really exciting. Um, I think the key is really being proactive with these kinds of things, especially in legislation. You know, you have AI learning off of uh, copyrighted or uh, material that's owned by other people. You have a bunch of new legal issues we've never had before. So I think being proactive both in the benefits and maybe some of the dangers of AI and just preparing for what's going to come because... This is something you can't put back in in the bag. It's coming, and it's going to change the way that we do things. It's just a matter of being prepared for it, having the legislation in place to make sure that we do it as safely as we can. I just want to make sure that AI stays AI and doesn't take over the decisions made by humans. Mm -hmm. Now, if our kids want to stop identifying as start identifying as computers, we might start having some problems. Yeah, I'm just saying the, the, the worries me when I hear China has already decided and is making a transference of if there is a nuclear exchange when they were launched their missiles, they're letting computers decide mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I want a human element involved in that, not just mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that's scary. you know, ones and zeros. Uh, right. Uh, depending. Well, sometimes on that. in business, sometimes your most productive person is not so much the person that his direct numbers come. As you know from sports, sometimes there's a leader that his number is not. Gosh, the, I have the big that thing, argue, but I have that argument. I have that with big thing, but he makes the team better. There's a person that makes the rest of the team better just by being a part of it, and you can't judge him off the numbers. You talk to people who believe in analytics totally, and uh, you'll start asking, you start talking about the heart of the athlete, and they said that doesn't play any part in it at all. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so that does in business. It, well, so, it does in sports. Your, your analytics, they don't have enough information to, to accurately analyze. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.